Well, here I am then. Welcome to the escape hatch. Seems like it has been a little bit. It is necessary. I'm your host, Adrian Pascal, Yobi the Bear Blumberg. And uh, currently I'm on 101 North, going to pick up my son at the BART station, who's barred down from Berkeley. <laughs> and I've got about 26 minutes with you. And uh, everything just seems aligned in such a way that this seems like a very necessary thing to do. So I'm podcasting from my truck while recording. And uh, I really want to just get down to the heart of why it is I do everything that I do. Well, the long story, (laughs) the long story is it's all about love. And, And when I was very little, I dedicated myself to the will of love because I found, felt very strongly that I found the life hack. I had found the answer. Of course it's love, right? And how hard could it be? How hard would any path be if you dedicate yourself to the will of love? Well, we don't have time for the long story. So what I'm going to tell you is that to truly understand love, one must suffer greatly. And that should pretty much inform you how my life has gone ever since that moment. Now, where am I now? I'm in Southern California, south of San Jose. I'm a fifth generation Texan, so you can know that I never planned on living in California. New York City being the other uh, improbable place for most West Texans to ever end up. And yet here I am. And why is that? Well, that's because in 2020, when I had a memory resurface that I had been submerged for quite some time, That led to a sequence of events that placed me in a position where I was considering a concept, logically. Specifically, I was considering unconditional love. And what unconditional love was and what it meant. And I had, by this time, long left any type of religion or religious practice and I, I had sort of fallen into uh, considering logic as the best method of going about my life. I was currently on Quora.com, which in my view is very much a Socratic method, choose your own adventure. And I had decided that I needed to refine my logic and learn about logical fallacies and do that for as long as it took to feel confident and then move over to medium.com and start writing. Uh, What I was going to write, I wasn't sure of at the time. But back to where I had found myself in 2020, considering unconditional love. It seemed to me that unconditional love was a very Well, it was inherently a human concept, but it didn't seem like a very likely concept for 
humankind to have developed, much less for the concept to have survived all the way up to the modern day. Why is that? Because as a concept, it seems like an inherently losing proposition. Because to be unconditional with oneself, well, that's one thing. That means you're not setting conditions when you're considering yourself. And that's a good thing to do if, if you're going to look in the mirror and accept the feedback of the reflection that you have looking back at you. From a safety standpoint, it's absolutely the correct way to go because you want to be sure that you've got all your ducks in a row before you go out into, into a yard and are observing and calling people out on their safety lapses that might endanger them while they're in their work day that day. You don't want to be out there pointing out someone should have their steel toe boots on when you have your tennis shoes on because you're going to invalidate the very words that you're trying to convey to whomever it is you're trying to convey them. But externally, being unconditional seems like a guaranteed way of ensuring one's own victimization. So being unconditional or demonstrating unconditional love for others is inherently a victim uh, stance to take. So it would mean if practiced externally, the only thing that could eventually happen is your eventual victimization by uh, those who are keen enough to notice your victimhood state. Well, I was considering that and I said, I had recently been uh, uh, researching the scripture and uh, from a systems analysis point of view. And if you want to evaluate a system from a systems analysis point of view, what you want to do is identify those concepts, those products, those things that are inherently a part of the system that are foundational. What does that mean? means if it's a foundational concept without it being a part of the system the system is no longer an operational system so I had located what I felt was an unequivocal foundational concept in scripture and that was love okay so in 1st John 4 and 8 but the scripture there says, if, it, if anything is unloving, and by it it means anything, it is not of God, for God is love. And that is an excellent, unequivocal uh, statement within the scriptural system by which we can know that it is a foundational concept, an unequivocal statement of affirmation of its status within scripture. Anything within scripture that does not conform to that statement, we can know without a doubt was a statement conceived of by humanity. Of course, all the concepts that have ever been conceived are necessarily conceived of by humanity. But what I was trying to determine was what's the likelihood of any concept have been, having been inspired by divinity. So I was considering unconditional love 
and I realized that that also meant that unconditional love is absolutely accepting. If it's absolutely accepting, that means it would never exert a thing or a concept such as power. So I had arrived to the point, to sum up, I arrived to the point, considering unconditional love, that I knew unconditional love to be foundational to the scripture of the Christian faith, and to many faiths, actually. But more than that, that unconditional love meant absolute acceptance. And, and even more than that, it meant never exerting power in any way, shape, form, or fashion. To do so would mean necessarily it was not unconditional love. Well, when you compare most of the word against that stricture, well, there's not much love in it. And I had to further accept that the concept that there was no concept in unconditional love being one of the foundational ones that would ever demonstrably, demonstrably and convincingly for the human collective point to an irrefutable fact or irrefutable evidence that divinity exists or ever existed within this reality. But before I could conclude that, I was in an in-between state where I, I understood the implications of my acceptance and I wasn't sure I was ready to accept it. But if I truly wanted to hold myself to the structure and stricture of logical validity, then I either accepted the logical consequence of what I was considering or I denied it. Since I'd already committed to adhering to logic, I chose to accept it. The moment that I chose to accept it, I felt the undeniable presence, it seemed to me, of a thing that I had not felt in the way that I felt it since I was last six years old. And I literally, I was standing in the doorway of my Airstream when, when I accepted this concept, this stricture. I whirled around in my doorway and I said, have you been there the whole time? And what I was meaning was love itself, as if love in the stricture I had just accepted would ever or could ever confirm. And yet I found myself speaking to love. And I had, and it was immediately aware that I had placed this feeling, the presence behind a door in my mind. And I acknowledged that the door it was on the other side of was a door of my own creation and in my own mind but that it was necessary because I was suspicious. And why was I suspicious? Because I had fooled myself often enough in my life that I had great and good reason to be suspicious of deluding myself into a harm's way. 
the last three years since that moment has been a process of me learning to accept what happened and also learning to accept not only the the fairness and the expedience of and the rightness of continuing to use logic but I've come to understand that agency truth is more important than love that of all the concepts what all the sages and messengers throughout history have agreed upon is that truth will set one free and that is how you know you found truth is to the degree of of freedom you have achieved through its exercise and even though I had considered unconditional love at that time I had not yet found truth when I did find truth it was as though a fog had been lifted from my eyes and how I found truth was considering my own mortality fully and with all of my being meaning both my intellectual and emotional life I imagined being in the process of dying and what that meant to me and what it meant logically I would have what kind of position I would have to be in and this is true for all humanity that when we die no one will die our death for us in fact to have someone die our death for us even in a fantasy means we have surrendered our free will and who have we surrendered it to that's a question we will address later so I was considering death and I knew that no one was coming back from the other side to reveal what was on the other side of death's door in fact the knowledge of it any certainty was locked away forever beyond any degree or ability to know with any percentage of certainty subjectively or collectively for all time as long as I existed and lived within this reality so how could I be okay with my own death because truly that means that it doesn't matter what anyone else said or thought at any time ever what I thought all of my life was the only cogent position or thing that applied to my acceptance of my own death so I knew that I could only give a hundred percent and I reasoned within myself that if I can only give a hundred percent that then if it, that wasn't good enough for whatever may be on the other side of death's door then it could go to hell because all I can give is a hundred percent and my hundred percent how does that look how does that represent how does that demonstrate well for me that demonstrates as not passing deep suffering and allowing myself to go past it without addressing it it means with the knowledge that I have and the experience at whatever level at whatever moment I may experience life as long as I can know that I did my level best from that standpoint then I can be certain 
that I have given my best. And that whenever death may come for me, be it five minutes from now, or 155,000 minutes from now, I can always know that I have been doing my best and I'll be ready for my death. That way, I can release its hold on my present. I can let my thoughts of death be released. Now, sure, how I could die is an important prospect of which I have thoughts. And I do have some measure of control over how likely any statistical probability of my death may be. For instance, I do not want to be eaten alive by any animals. Why? Not necessarily because it's rude or doesn't conform to the nature of things, but I want people who eat me to appreciate <laughs> the awesomeness that eating me should be. And I feel certain that any animals that would consume me would be so indifferent to that fact as to be feel rude to me. Uh, I think that anything that eats me should be quite happy to eat me and not indifferent to the fact that they are eating me specifically. I know it's strange, but that's just the way I am. I also, once I had the fog clear from my eyes, the first thing I did was to go to the tradition, the traditional tribe of my upbringing, which was Christianity. Those that I knew were still within it. And I had reason that when I went to those who were still in it that I respected, that they would essentially already have the truth and basically tell me, Ah, oh, it's taking you so long. That is not what happened. In fact, it was more like the simple truth that I was pointing out. I was speaking an alien language, and no one could see or conceive of what it was I was saying. It seemed that all the truth that was necessary for our survival as human beings had been blocked from people's ability to perceive. And I had a choice to make, to either let that uh, bother me endlessly and fail to get out any understanding of truth to anyone ever. I could trick people into the truth, which would be as bad as lying, or I could trust that the truth in and of itself was good enough for people to have and they could figure out the rest but how to get the truth to them well until very recently I struggled with that my struggle was when I was trying to get the truth to people there was a very not well it doesn't matter it was neither or a proposition there was enough of me that needed them to see the truth that it served to be as a validation for myself. And that was the wrong place from which to try and give truth. I needed to be in a space where I wanted to give truth without needing it to be received. So it's been a recent development that I have gotten into that spot 
and things have been moving apace in my life, but I had not found a good occasion with which to broadcast a podcast that fit the ethos, the ethos of the escape hatch. Now, the ESC stands for the Esprit Service Corps. I had done that purposefully because I was in the Marines where the spirit of service had been purposefully weaponized by the United States government and forged a fighting force that is probably one of the most effective fighting forces in all of human history. Well, that spirit of service, I think it can be something that we tap into and should. But I disagree with its weaponization. And so, I have a volunteer group called the Esprit Service Corps, of which anyone can subscribe. They just have to accept and agree that they're doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not because they're receiving any kind of monetary compensation for it. So, in that regard, anyone can be a pilgrim of the escape hatch and anybody can engage in the main projects of which the escape hatch necessarily has endorsed as a part of its founding and that we will go over on the next podcast this podcast is over got six minutes i'll be arriving to pick up my youngest my 16 year old but i thought it was important to get this word out to however many listeners of the escape hatch there are appreciate each and every one of you the gratitude i have that you have taken any time whatsoever to listen to me is beyond measure thank you and i hope that you enjoy this podcast